The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article from PR Week. Thank you, Chris Daniels, for this article. It's about podcasting. Now, we all here at Purse Strings know how phenomenal podcasting is but guess what brands are tapping into the podcast phenomena uh, and really big waves huge huge brands home depot walmart jack daniels so many of them and they're doing it slightly differently which i think is really fascinating so what they're doing is they're going after niche audiences so this might be people they want to hire people who have a very particular interest in their brand or topics that might be related to their brands and their brands might be able to help them with it um, it's, it's fascinating. So one of the case studies that Chris calls out is Home Depot. Last year, they they rolled out Give Me an H. It was a podcast series that offered insider perspective on the retailer's culture. Uh, believe it or not, these, these episodes ran about mm, 10 minutes long, and they feature, featured interviews with corporate executives. Apparently, those podcasts have boomed uh, for job seekers. It's been phenomenal. It's worked out so well. Uh, Walmart actually has a box. It's launching its second season, just launched it last month. And its focus is on the concept of time, our time, how we spend our time. They have had guests like a Wharton School professor, an author, a TED Work Life podcast host, and um, just all kinds of people. So, again, it's not podcast for the masses necessarily. It's podcast for specific audiences in order to move growth in very key areas for those brands. Now, overall, an estimated 67 million Americans over the age of 12, uh, which is about 20% of our population, have listened to a podcast of some sort. Uh, which I find uh, really fascinating. And of those consumers that listen, 80% listen to all the episodes they download. So not only do they download with the intent to listen, they actually listen to them. So if you're out there today, you work for a brand, you're wondering if you should be podcasting, the answer is yes, you should. Now the question is, what target are you trying to reach? And what's the content to reach them? So consider that today. Our first profile is the target trendsetter. This is a mom, uh, lots of them out there, average income of 90K, median age of 40, uh, about a third of them are college grads, a quarter of them are homemakers. These women are hopeful and entrepreneurial. They put their family first. They shop all the live long day. In fact, they love it, luckily, because they're always shopping. They're willing to change out brands for variety and novelty. They're seeking out deals, that's why. They're, they're really motivated by price, clearances, and coupons. And, of course, their kids do impact what they're shopping for and how they're shopping. Not shocking, I would say, right? 
So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with her? She's reading a lot of parenting magazines. She's also online looking at all kinds of women's general interest publications digitally, as well as hard copies in her house. And uh, yeah, she's checking out her network, uh, getting her news on CBS.com and MSNBC.com as well. So my guest today knows a lot about women. In fact, she's launched a new business around them, specifically women business owners. Kateri Ruaz is the founder of Maya.Community. It's a new online directory directory that connects consumers with women-owned businesses. We know women control trillions of dollars spent every year. Imagine what we would do if we funneled that dollar figure to women who own their own businesses. Imagine that. Well, the question becomes, how do we find them? Kateri has a very key way to do that. That's Maya.community. She's going to be on the show next after the break to talk all about it. I hope you stick around when we come back. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back to Purpose Strings. My guest today is Kateri Ruiz, founder of Maya.Community. It's an online directory that connects consumers with women-owned businesses. As we all know on this show, women rule the world, right? We influence or control trillions of dollars spent in the U.S. every single year. And with that influence, don't we have such an incredibly incredible opportunity to affect change. I think we do. I think we definitely do. Well, Maya community believes that too. That's why they have their online directory and it gives you access to millions of women-owned businesses across the country. I'm thrilled to have Kateri on the show today to tell us how it works and how you can be involved. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be with you. Thank you. Well, I'm really thrilled that you could be on. I love this idea of the Maya Doc community. Talk about how you even came up with it, because I think that that story alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> it was it was a journey. So I set out and had this desire to have products and services and solutions that were 
ideated by women, created by women, done in some level of holistic image of a woman. And that thought first entered my head about five years ago. I'm sitting on the floor in our living room with my husband, and our four small daughters are playing in front of us, and we're watching a football game. I mean, it was a typical Sunday afternoon. And it was the first time, and our kids were still really small at that time. And it was the first time that it even dawned on me that five out of the six people in my own household are female. So 83% of my household population was female. And yet, we watched all male sporting events. And it was, I I literally that day look at my husband and say, do you realize 83% of our household population is female and we watch all, all sporting events, all male sporting events? And so slowly, my husband and I started to think about this. And were we really showing our daughters a world where women had equal representation at the highest levels of leadership? Were we really bringing products and services into our home that were created by women, ideated by women, done in, in, a, in an image of women, um, at, so that what we brought into our home was reflective of the people in our home? And, and that didn't happen overnight. That, that took a long time, actually. About two years ago, I start looking into every woman-centric data set I could get my hands on. Plus, I had all of this experience coming from hiring and training within and for corporate America. And frankly, the story is kind of appalling. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Exactly. So I, I take my, what's happening within my own household and I, I absorb this information that, I, that I'm looking at. And I, I am kind of one of those people that says, well, fine, put your money where your mouth is. And I issue our family our own personal challenge. So I say, if 83% of your household population is female, then 83% of the things that you buy, the things you do, the things that you watch should be made by women, done by women, ideated by women. And that was impossible. I failed month over month over month. And that was extremely annoying to me. Mm-hmm. So I, if, I knew I wasn't going to be the only person who had this point of view, who had this desire. And yet what I found was that consuming on this level was just too hard. It was too hard to get my hands on. That, that amount of information, that amount of product and service in a way that actually fit my life as well because I'm a busy mom, I have a full-time job, I, I do all the things. I'm a professional mm-hmm. chauffeur between the hours of 5 and 8 p.m. while I'm running my children everywhere. So it had to be easier. And so the intention behind Maya is, is really to disrupt the status quo and drive a more female-centric economy in a way that's just easier for all of us who are quite busy already. Well, and I, I feel like what you're going to do as well is not just make it available for people who are super busy, but people who, just like you, wanted 
to fulfill their purchasing power with women owned businesses, but they found they just couldn't do it, right? They just couldn't do it. They didn't know where to turn. So do you feel like Mayadoc community is unique? Have you found a competitor out there in the marketplace at all? Yeah. So Maya filled a unique gap that existed. Um, So already Maya has nearly 700,000 women-owned companies in, so it's already the largest free access directory of companies that are 50% or more women-owned. And we will scale that to all 11 million and counting women-owned companies across the United States. And we will make sure that all of those women-owned places can exist in our directory and absolutely for free, whether you are a consumer or whether you are a woman business owner and you want your listing in there. Now, there are, and because it, because it will scale to all 11 million and counting, it means that it includes all of those businesses out there. So companies that are B2C, business to consumer, as well as companies that are B2B, as well as companies that are B2G, business to government, or business to nonprofit. And because it's all of those companies, it doesn't, the way that you choose to use its lensing is kind of limitless. So even if I'm a new college grad and I say, I want to go work for one of the top uh, woman-owned engineering firms in the United States, who are they? I have the ability to use it from that lensing as well. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some awesome companies that are doing comparable supplemental or complementary kind of work. And so I'll give a couple of those examples because they really are good. WeBank is an organization that vets companies to whether or not they are 51% women-owned or greater, and they are operated by women. So they've got to be owned mm-hmm. and operated at a rate of 51%. Those vetted companies go into a directory, and right now WeBank says that they've got uh, more than 14,000, and that list is growing every day. Those companies go into a directory, and that directory is sold to corporate America who have uh, corporate responsibility and diversity uh, procurement um, commitments, and that, that list is also sold to the government, and it's also sold to nonprofits who want to make sure that they are giving a certain amount of their annual spending to usually minority or woman-owned or veteran-owned or LBGTQ-owned companies. And so that's awesome work that they do, and it's necessary work that they do. And frankly, if you are, a, if you are in the B2B space and you want to sell to corporate America, the government, or nonprofits, it might make a lot of sense for you to go get your, certif- your woman-owned certification because then mm-hmm. you get in the directory that they have access to and that they buy from. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty awesome. The problem there is that that list of 14,000 and counting doesn't get into the hands of a consumer. Small to mid-sized companies aren't going to buy that list because it's cost prohibitive. 
and they may be networking with a lot of woman-owned businesses anyway that they just know of. So Mm -hmm. the, the problem is that those lists won't see the light of day to do big work for 165 million female consumers in the United States. And so there we saw a gap where if we gave greater exposure, the good we could potentially do. Now, there's also a lot of awesome women's organizations and associations. These are communities with purpose, but they also tend to be kind of exclusive in nature. You join the association, and once you do that, then you have the gift of that directory as well. So you can network there, you can sell there. It's, they do awesome work in addition to having a directory. But again, those directories aren't given to consumers like me who just wanted to spend my money in alignment with my values. And, and so what we want to do... Um, The other piece is is that for some of those solopreneurs out there, woman-owned solopreneurs, they may not be able to afford access to some of these associations and to some of these organizations. And we want to make sure that regardless of your size and your scope, that if you have the ability to ideate, to create, to design product, we want those companies to have light and love, regardless of how big or small they are, in a way that anyone can have access to them and spend their money in alignment. So we know that if we really do want to help drive a female-centric economy, we need all of us doing it together to create change. Oh, we sure do, don't we? I mean, and I think the biggest thing we need is if you're a female-owned business, get your name out there. Get yourself on this database. So talk a little bit about how I might join your, you know, join the database. What do I need to do? I'm a female-owned business. Bring me through the process. (laughs) Absolutely. We want you to. (laughs) Um, So you, our site is Maya. M-A-I-A dot community. So Maya dot community, not just come, but community. You sign in, and that only requires, it is a gated entry, but, and so that would require your first name, your email address, and you create a password. And as long as you don't clear your cache, you come, every time you come back in, you're automatically um, in the directory and, and able to search. When you come in, We want those women business owners to look and see if your company or companies are already there. If they are, you you have the ability to drop us a note and you tell us, hey, I am the owner of this particular company. We do a couple of steps to confirm that, that you should own that company. And then you have the ability to make your information accurate. And a basic listing in our directory includes the company name, the location, the phone number, a website, and then we have given it one category or one tag, so to speak. And you can confirm that that's the one that you want, that that would be the best way to find you or have you found by your own customers. Mm-hmm. If you want to claim a premium listing, which is really when the site has the ability to maximize its full functionality and its full capacity. It's what makes it juicy, so to speak, especially from a consumer's point of view. 
So I not only wanted to be able to spend my money with companies that were already proving and championing gender equality at the highest levels of leadership. But in addition to that, I have other causes that I feel very strongly about. I want to be able to connect my dollars with my values. And so when you claim a premium listing, you have the ability to kind of build out your profile. And every part of that profile is keyword searchable. Mm-hmm. So let's just say I'm a consumer who is always going to buy certified organic, or let's just say I'm a consumer who not only wants in my 10 block area to support all the women owned businesses, but in addition to that, I also want to support the businesses that I know are funding my local food shelf mm-hmm. or who are funding the local shelter or who are funding the whatever it is. And we don't necessarily want to tell women business owners what their values are or consumers what their values are. We just want consumers and women business owners to be able to find each other in this way and connect and spend their money with each other. So when, when you claim a premium listing, you get to build out that profile. You get to add a picture or a logo, which we all know matters. You get to add additional tags. So you get to think of the way that consumers would want to search for you and find you. And then you also appear first in the search results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sounds like a great deal. I mean, it sounds like a, a wonderful way to get your name out there in front of consumers that are really looking to do business with your type of company, right? So, yeah. Um, You know, and I think it can help fuel growth. I think that's one of the challenges that women-owned businesses are finding. I mean, there's lots of stats out there. We know that even though more women than men start businesses every year, we fail to get through that $1 million milestone faster, right? We're lagging in that. And so I like to think that your database can help drive awareness for these businesses so they can fuel their growth faster with consumers that care more about their success. So um, I would imagine, I mean, I'd be interested in your thoughts on that. Do you think your database, is that one of the goals of your database? 100%, yes. So we, this, this would be about the most fierce mission driven customer base you could possibly have, right? I mean, these are people who are in, these are consumers, whether or not they are adopting a B2C lens or a B2B buying lens or a B2 whatever, you know, kind of buying lens. These are consumers that are extremely mission driven and 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 they're also women business owners who are also extremely mission driven now i agree with you women it is it has been harder for women to scale and break through those million dollar marks and i think it's i think it ties to to a number of things really Um, because it's never the one thing it's always a combination of things it's harder for women to secure funding. We know that. Uh, we know that there's less access to funding for women. It's also harder for women to ask for funding. We know that. We also know that women-led companies outperform and with less funding. We know that. Women typically do more with less, but yet still can't scale the same way that male-led companies do. 
And doesn't that look like kind of a vicious cycle? Mm-hmm. So it's, an, it's important that when you hit those potential scalable moments, for most companies, that requires that you're securing additional funding. And so if it's harder for women to get funding and women are less apt to ask for funding when they should be scaling, we tend to see that cycle perpetuate. So when, and in addition to that, so that's one thing I think, funding mm-hmm. is a key piece of it and, and, and getting funding at moments when your business is ready to go. This, there's another part though, as I was starting Maya, and I wanted, you know, to create this women-owned supply chain, so to speak, for me, too. As, as most entrepreneurs, you tend to ask your own network, well, who do you know? And mm-hmm. even though my network knew what I was building, they still recommended male-owned firms at a rate of about 15 to 1, was my experience. Mm-hmm. And I really thought about this. So I was, why does that happen? Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if it's just indicative of the greater business status quo. Well, so, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that people refer business to people they like, people they relate to, and people that look like them. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is the cycle that we're in. I mean, there's lots of research, sadly, out there that shows that unless companies that are run, owned by men, right, they're going to be more likely to refer to men, again, that look, act like them. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a whole ecosystem out there of education that's happening. I have a... A good friend, Jeffrey Halter, who does this work, um, and he works with companies to recognize their bias, mm-hmm. and he works with them to break out of that mold and seek to sponsor women within their own organizations and and seek to do business with women-owned businesses, and it, it absolutely is, and that's part of why we need more women's businesses to be successful so mm-hmm. that there's no excuse anymore, right? It's not because I'm going to do a handout or a hand up. It's because you're the best candidate for me to do business with. And that is a barrier we're, we're going to have to to break down. So I, we're going to have to take a break, though, uh, Kateri, because uh, we only have a few more minutes on the back side of this break. So everybody stick around. More on Maya.community when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. 
Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with the founder of Maya.Community, an online directory that connects consumers with women-owned businesses. Kateri Ruiz found herself with an interesting quandary on her hands when she sought to do business with women-owned businesses and yet couldn't find enough of them. So what did she do? She went out to try to solve the problem, and that's how Maya.Community was born. We've been talking about this challenge of women-owned businesses trying to break through the barriers and how database like Maya.Community can really help fuel that growth. That's going to be so critical to more companies doing businesses with women-owned businesses. And I mean, here you go. You're a women-owned business now, Kateri. Um, Talk a little bit about your first-year goals. What is it that you are seeking to do? Because I think everyone listening today would also like to make you successful. (laughs) Our... We are unapologetic about this when we say that we are truly looking to disrupt the status quo and drive a female-centric economy. And we have audacious goals. And uh, we feel like we have to say them in order for them to come true. And so while there might be a few um, more manageable goals that we have set internally within our organization, when we say it, we're going to say it big. So we, in one year... We want to make sure that all 11 million and counting women business owners are, or women-owned businesses are, are in our directory. Mm. Now, that's crazy talk because we only have about 10 million more than to put in within the year. Oh, that's but at nothing. The same time, that's <laughs> nothing, right? Yes. Um, we also took this, you know, idea of build it and they will come. When, yeah. when we were talking about even the notion of women conscious consumerism, what we kind of coined women conscious consumerism. And so we, we want all 11 million and counting women-owned firms sitting in the directory so that people can search for them, spend their money with them. We also know that because it's a community, all players have to show up. And so we want all 165 million female consumers in the United States to also be in the directory and searching and spending their money with women-owned companies and those companies that don't just talk about gender equality, but have actually are executing upon it and have proven gender equality at the highest levels of leadership. So it is audacious, we know, but it is our goal. 
I love that goal. If you don't, if you don't say it, it won't happen, right? If you don't put it out there into the universe. So yes, uh, let's put it out there today. What can listeners today do to help you start to achieve that really uh, BHAG goal that you have? Yes. So if you own a business, please go to maya.community and look and see if you're already in the directory and claim that listing. If you're not in our directory, just tell us. We'll go through a few confirmation steps. We'll put you in the directory. We will honor an introductory price that works for everyone, and we really mean this. So when our premium listing costs $100 a year, and, and if that is too much for the solopreneur out there who needs the exposure in order to scale, who needs the visibility, then you tell us that, and we're going to work with you on an introductory offer that works for you. Because when we created our motto that we believe in women's equality, we will embolden women's equity, and we will not cease until all data sets can prove it, we, we meant on honoring that. And so we will get you in there one way or another. The, the, the other part is that we want every, cons- every one of those women business owners to then also act as a consumer and spend their money with other women-owned companies. And we want all consumers who work for corporate America or who work for the government or who work within education to also go and spend their money there. So it's important to get people in the community because when we all show up, that's when we feel it's full power. And while we know that having 11 million searchable companies is big, and it makes you then feel like, oh my gosh, will I get lost in the shuffle? And the idea behind Maya is no. So I'm going to give you a for example. When a woman-owned business creates her profile, Most of these women-owned companies are already in smaller communities of people where they're networking and leveraging their community. And what's so cool about the way that they can build out their profile is, and, and many of these are the organizations that they align with on values as well. And so they want that known to consumers and to other women-owned businesses. So let's just say that I'm a part of another organization, like the Main Street Alliance in Minneapolis, who stands and advocates for small business owners and, and on a values level. I can build up my profile and actually put Main Street Alliance member in there so that all of those other people in my community who know that they want to support the values of that organization not only find me because they're looking for the local coffee house or they're looking for the local website development firm, but they also know then that I support the ideals and the values behind that particular organization. And it doesn't matter what those associations are or what those communities are that you believe in. The fact is, is that you, cannot, you can align also there. So you get to be a part of this big community, but you get to keep the purpose and the feel and the sense of community even within our own local buy local or shop small communities. Yep, exactly. Concentric circles, right, of community. Yes. Um, You have an offer for listeners today. You want to share that? 
Absolutely. So we would like, because many of the people listening are going to be women-owned, women business owners, we would like to offer a premium listing for free to someone out there. And the way that you will claim it is by um, liking or commenting on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast and take a screenshot of that and just send it to us. And one of you will receive a free premium listing. Oh, I just love that, Kateri. You are so generous. Thank you so much. And I do encourage listeners to take advantage of this. It's huge. Um, and then the way you can find Kateri is you want to go to Maya.community. That's M-A-I-A period, the you know, little dot there, community. Check them out. Read all about them. Reach out there and send them that screen grab so you too can become part of this absolutely amazing database. Kateri, congratulations on the launch. Congratulations on what I know will be a, a great first year um, and getting closer to that really large goal. I hope you are able to achieve it. If not in year one, maybe year two. <laughs> but I have faith in you. Uh, Thank you. And you'll have to keep us posted here at Purse Strings on how you're doing okay awesome will do thank you so much and thanks to my producer george and join me right here next week for another edition of purse strings three o'clock eastern time until then make it a great one The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.